You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The good news is the offense remained good. The bad news is the defense was still bad. And, you know, when you get, <laughs> when Taysom Hill uh, has nine carries for 112 yards, three touchdowns, and he even has a passing touchdown for 22 yards, when the Seahawks give up, um, you know, so much yardage, just in, in general, it is very disappointing they get Alvin Kamara rushed for over 100 yards. It's the first time a Pete Carroll team's given up um, two 100-yard rushes in a single game, which, again, not great. The Saints had 438 total yards overall, so not as ma- quite as many as the Lions, but still not great. They also went 8 for 14 on third down, above that magic 50% number that the Seahawks are looking for. And really, I mean, we are, again, to repeat for newcomers and also to repeat for the pain we are fans of defense and so when the defense doesn't play well it is especially disappointing for us but what was so frustrating for me is this there's no new kind of information here in terms of like the defense was still bad they lost the blowout the offense was still good they won a blowout there's nothing new to work with it's like i don't want this to become a theme of the entire season griff do you agree with that sentiment or did something change slightly um I mean, I, th- I think big picture, I-, I agree with it. But I-, I do think that in the details there, you know, so off the broadcast, we'll see what the tape shows as always. Um, but I thought there were some developments again on defense, kind of like, you know, l- after last week, even after watching the tape, we thought, okay, th- there's some life here, even in the game where they gave up 45 points. That there's, I, I-, I had the same conclusion off-, off of this, off of the game today, um, at least on the broadcast. So, um, like, yeah, they, they gave up explosive runs to Kamara. They couldn't defend Taysom Hill. Um, but at, at the, on the Kamara point, the, it, it was pretty similar to the Titans game last year where they were actually bottling up the super majority of those runs. They just had the, they just lost control on, on what led to the explosives. And then you have a difference maker carrying the ball in Kamara who, you know, drives your average way up, um, and obviously tilts the field and stuff, but I, th- I felt like snap to snap, the interior played really well, actually, especially when they're in their base, their main base and, and nickel calls. So I feel like they're kind of getting their act together fundamental wise and technique wise up front. Um, 
and then in the run game on third down, you know, like, yeah, Taysom Hill was just a difference maker. He's an elite tackle break, uh, tackle breaker. And then they were also seeing some formations that they haven't really seen a lot of. And I wonder if they're just not suited to defend that, especially within the specialized calls, like their third down packages. But, um, but then like on the, on the, on a more positive note, you know, the early down pass defense, yeah, the saints were out undermanned right now, but like they held Andy Dalton to negative efficiency. So I, I just, I feel like they are in their, in their, their main identity, their main selection of calls that they call in early downs. I feel like they're getting their act together a little bit and that's something to build off of. Um, and then on the third downs where they were really losing, like you said, I'm still excited by a lot of what they're doing. And I just feel like that's just, they need more reps, more time with it, more Ryan Neal, even though he can't really cover guys one-on-one too, too long. Um, I feel like they're, they're, they're going to hammer out their, their third down package, but I don't know. I just, I feel like that's, they made, I feel like they're putting out fires finally. The, the thing you said about formations before I bring tie in is very astute because Pete Carroll said in his press conference that the heavy formation thing, they only expected to see like once and then obviously it worked. The Saints started spamming it a bit more. And what I was surprised at was Seattle That's didn't true. respond with a personnel grouping that placed an extra D lineman on the field. Like they didn't come out in like a 6-2 or like 6-1 yeah. package. They just stayed in like base bear, which, you know, and to me it's unforgivable. And the, you know, it's not just me who thinks it's like the Seahawks defenders is describing is unacceptable. They're like, you know, you have three wide receivers out. Uh, you have um, your starting quarterback out. You know Taysom Hill, as Ryan Neal himself said in his post-game presser, you know Taysom Hill is a main threat. You know when he has the ball, he's, he's going to get the ball. Like when he's in the formation uh, as the quarterback in the Wildcat. How does your Wildcat plan fail like this? And Pete Carroll goes, well, our plan obviously didn't work, did it? So... Interested to hear his views on the tape, but uh, Ty, I mean, it was pretty bad, right? I, I'm not sure you can add yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, they're, just to cope a, a little bit, we can't cope a lot, but to cope a little bit, I, some of these numbers are a little skewed because, again, there is the Michael Dixon going rogue thing and then the DK fumble, which wasn't a fumble or whatever. We'll talk about that later on. But, like, so... That was really great field position on two of those drives. Obviously, they still, you know, can and should have stopped them uh, from getting into the end zone. But that does skew things a little bit. But Taysom Hill in 2022? Really? Yeah. Like, and then on top of that, you give up, like, obviously, he had a big part of this, but you give up 235 yards on the ground. The Saints don't have their top three receivers for the second half of the game. Olave... Did Olavi get hurt in the, at the end? Yeah, of the first he, half? he he was out with a concussion after his uh, touchdown catch. Which, yeah, was it a catch? But yeah, yeah. Well, again, we'll talk about all that. But yeah, they don't have Jarvis Landry. They don't have uh, Michael Thomas. They don't have Olave for the second half of the game, and they don't have Jameis. And it's like, I mean, it, it just didn't seem like they had anything to really counter uh, right. the the t- the Taysom Hill stuff. And that's weird, <laughs> considering that's like you know that's what's going to be a big part of their whole game plan. Given well, and not, not to get too schemy in the non-tape uh, podcast, but in the past when Seattle's faced a quarterback like this, as, as Griff is well aware of and has spoke about in the past as well, uh, that, you know, I'm talking like a Tim Tebow even, but like with Cam Newton as well, they employed like max fit quarters, like middle field open stuff 
which like, I'm surprised. I mean, we haven't watched the tape, but I'm surprised it didn't seem like they were doing that, and I'm surprised they didn't. And while it is tempting to cope about this, it's also like, you know, we the Lions got shut out today by the Patriots, and obviously games in the NFL change each week, slum or, and the, it, there is a random element to it, and it's like a, you know, in a, in a, di- in a parallel universe, in a different simulation, maybe Seahawks yeah. don't give up f- f- uh, so many points to the Lions, but also, you know, the Lions were missing all their guys against the Seahawks, and they put up points, and they That's had, and, I, and you know, against the Falcons, I was going, well, the Falcons, it was a really bad matchup, because they had a mobile quarterback, and they had they had these these two crazy, they had a tight end who's amazing, and they had a wide receiver who's a, a unicorn as well, and now I'm like, oh, well, the Saints, they have this Wildcat quarterback who's really cool, and, and he can do all this stuff, and he's like, well, how many teams have, like, unique players, whereas the NFL, so every, every offense basically does, and it, I mean, the, I guess the theme is no, there isn't a theme. They're just, they're just bad. They're, they are just bad. Now, I think they're there is bad. improvements happening, um, and the coverage is in- encouraging. Also, I'm not sure how sustainable the coverage improvement is because, again, it's up against right. backup wide receivers. They did play some middle field close, which put people in one-on-ones. Kobe Bryant had one great pass breakup early in the game and the third and five, I think it was, playing the sticks, and he was unlucky on that Alave play, which we'll get to the officiating. Uh, and then... Uh, Tariq Woolen, another real standout, again, breaking on a comeback uh, for for an interception, which looked like it would change the game, uh, almost did, and uh, recovered a fumble as well, and just had a great game, again, if we'll talk about the officiating, but ticky-tacky, uh, holding call on him, it looked like good press to me, I think he had another excellent game, so that's one bright spot on the defence, but overall, Griff, I'm finding it hard to cope. Um. I'm finding it even easier to cope after that Lions game personally Mm -hmm. Uh, with, and I say that within the, you know, with, within the idea that they were bad this game. Um, I, I, it helps, it helps a a coper um, reach to reach the acceptance stage that what, however good they get this year, it's going to be a long and ugly process, but I, I really do think they're undergoing that process though. It's not like, it's not like we haven't seen them start it yet, you know, where maybe that's how I felt after, you know, um, one of the earlier games. Um, so I just, I don't know. They're, they're, they're winning blocks up front. Like they won blocks up front until they didn't. Um, oh, they did that for a bit. So I just, I feel like we're going to keep seeing more of that though. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I think Tariq Woolen covered really well this game, um, for the most part. Where whereas I didn't say that previously, even when he made good plays, he was a little all over the place. Um, I, I and I think Kobe did a little bit better. And they're going to define if if they reach their floor, the rookies are going to define their ceiling just because rookies are such a high variance proposition. But these guys have a lot of potential and like, you know, Kobe, what made him such a good perimeter corner in college was being able to use the full extent of his smarts to inform how to play things to kind of mitigate whatever natural athletic disadvantages he has, which are fairly marginal. They're not like ginormous ones. Maddie, as you know, the slot is just such a different world as he builds up the experience there and knows how to read certain things you know, read releases, read things at the break, put it all together within the, you know, the down and distance and personnel call and formations, tendencies, et cetera. I think he's going to be a really good player there. 
Um, I just don't know how long that's going to take. I feel like Tariq Woolen is improving every week. So um, on the flip side of it, though, you've got, you know, they're, they're still cycling in Mike Jackson. Uh, Sydney Jones was a um, healthy scratch. I don't even know if Artie Burns played or not. Curious to see what happens there, but but they're still doing their preseason dress rehearsals at, at left corner. Already right played now. a little bit, by the way. Did he? Okay, yeah. that's good info. So like they're they're still. It, it wasn't last year until week six when I think Trey Brown actually got in there and started. And granted, he was good right away. Um, so you know, I don't know if if, if they're going to get a guy between now and week eight who is as good as Trey Brown was and as good as Sidney Jones eventually was. I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, I mean, they just need to square away like they're starting four, technically starting five on the back end. Um, you know, it's like they gave Ryan Neal a start today after Josh Jones had the much better game than Ryan Neal last week. Right. Um, but I still get the idea behind getting Neil in there because you're saying, well, just let him break in a little bit because he was a decent player down the stretch last year himself. So um, they, they, they need to straighten out personnel on the back end. And then I think they just need to keep, you know, keep stacking bricks up front and in the middle. I thought the linebackers mostly played fine. Again, broadcast only. Um, I really feel like that we're, we're seeing at least the schematic issues are being smoothed out. Uh, Maddie, I sense you disagree. They, they had a couple, like Jordan Brooks had a bad miss block. Um, there was the draw play where Cody got caught in a bad situation and empty, but it's empty. You're not going to face another quarterback who will carry a quarterback draw up the middle on third and eight anymore. You're just, you're not going to see that again. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I saw them firing off their keys and, and, and getting their fits right for 80% of it. The explosive runs really weren't, I mean, it was stuff like on the perimeter, the CD and E gaps, like. Yeah, and Conde uh, Diggs, he he uh, he owned up to not like missing the tackle on the Taysom Hill sixty-yard touchdown run, which was one of those where the, the free safety does have to fit in a bit to help out, especially with Wildcat, right? Uh, I, I I don't know. I I need to watch the tape, but. Yeah, and I, I think the too, linebackers too. are struggling. I think they're just over, I think they're still overplaying things. I actually thought Brooks had a like game of like thumping hits and like was whacking people. He's clearly playing hard. Mm-hmm. I don't and uh, you know the whole the whole defense is playing hard. They're trying to hit people and they're trying to fly to the ball and make plays. Uh, it's just disappointing. Uh, the the Ryan Neal thing as well. Griff is he not, maybe not the most reliable witness, but he he said in this post game press that it was. He alerted uh, Woolen to the comeback based off the formation, and that's how Woolen uh, made that pick because the comeback's a very difficult route to intercept, especially from bail technique where you got your butt to the sideline and then you're breaking basically to your blind spot um, after being over yeah. the top. 